about mid-November, mid to late November. We are in the wake PlayStation 4 launch. We'll be talking about that. My name is Tom Chick, and my game of the week is not Killzone Shadow Fail, Shadow Fall. The, sh- the new Killzone is not my <laughs> game of the week. This is Brandon Kikowski Schnell, and my game of the week is not um, anything handheld that isn't remote play on the PS4. Hi, and this is Scott Dobrzelski, and my game of the week is not Geometry Wars. Because <laughs> you have like a new high score chase, don't you, Scott? Oh, yes. To replace any Geometry Wars fondness you may have had. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scott, thank you for joining us. You've been doing a, a heck of a job being our sort of at the at the vanguard of our next generation early adopters army, uh, <laughs> you might call it. Uh, so, so tell us briefly. Uh, you're writing a series called Slouching uh, Towards the Next Generation. Uh, what's going on that uh, I don't I, I don't mean to make this sound bad, but what's going on that we have you? <laughs> writing about the next generation because I think uh, it's noteworthy that uh, this is kind of new for you, right? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, definitely writing and also doing a console launch. This is yep. definitely the first uh, experience I've had with a brand new day one console. So you were not like me and Brandon in that you grabbed a 360 the first day it came out. You weren't on yeah. Xbox Live <laughs> get go. You're kind of a no. Johnny come lately. And in a way, you have a fresh perspective. Like this is all kind of new to you in a way, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent new. And it's uh, yeah. I mean, the other you know, I always had the consoles. I just always came late to the um, to the to the hardware and the games. So I've always been behind. So this is my chance, you know, to finally be there from from day one. Uh, so you, you you're sort of uh, have generally waited until things got really good and really solid. Now you're getting in before that happens. It sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, what you're saying is you have a history of making smart financial decisions. You decided yeah. to uh, blow that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go around. Yeah, I ruined that track. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, well, welcome to the ranks of the hardcore, Scott. Uh, it's it's nice to have you here. Uh, oh, thanks. So you guys, I, I'm actually the outlier here. I'm, I'm the sort of the odd man out. There's no reason for me to be here in that because I don't have a PS4. So you guys are going to have to tell me about your 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 brand new PlayStation 4s. You guys are the Sony fanboys. I am, uh, I guess, the Sony skeptic. You know what? Let's just call me a hater. Uh, we can do that at wow. this point. Haterade. <laughs> Yeah, and you guys have to convince me why I've made a terrible mistake not getting a PlayStation 4 at launch. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everything runs at 1080p, which, as we all know, is super wicked important. I uh, I, I, yeah, so I, I'm guessing you're being facetious, Brandon, because I uh, – yeah, so that that's not is – that, is that notable for you, Brandon? Oh gosh, no! I'm half blind. I, I literally, I literally uh, can't see straight. Like my astigmatism is so bad in one eye that I, I literally cannot see uh, up, up and down as straight. Everything skews uh, lower left to upper right. So I am certainly not the person. To- Holy cats! You would be just fine with a PS2 then. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, do, do the resolutions matter? I don't know. Maybe maybe if I were to put them side by side, uh, like on, on my TV or projector or whatever, uh, maybe it would make a difference. I kind of doubt it, but uh, that, you know, yeah, that was that was that was just me joking. I, I find in the list of things that are important in a video game, aesthetically, like how, how the visuals uh, come through, 
uh, resolution is probably not even in the top ten for for me. Um, no, no, I, I wouldn't put that in. In fact, before I I got my um my basement finished and I had my uh my Xbox and my my PS3 where I was working out, I only had um I had to have the Xbox hooked up via component, dirty, filthy component cables, and <laughs> um I you know they only do seven twenty or whatever it is. 1080i, and I don't think I could tell a difference. It's very 20th century tech, isn't it, those component cables? They really are. There's a blue one and a red one, <laughs> a green one. Although now every time, I don't know if you ever noticed, like the cab that pulls big rigs, they have like those curly Q, like green, blue, and Oh, are those component tires. cables? Yeah, that's what I always think of. <laughs> like, that dude's rocking components. <laughs> Probably like air brakes or something. I don't know. Well, let's, let's talk a little hardware stuff. Uh, Brandon, you have a sort of basement lair situation. We'll get I have to in a, a second. Screening room, okay? Can we get that screening room? Not a, not a man cave, not a basement lair. <laughs> screening room. I don't know if you're playing video games in there. I don't think it's a screening room anymore. I screen movies. As well. mm, okay. Well, well, we'll get back to that in a moment. But Scott, tell us briefly about your hookup. You've you've got the old systems. You have a PS4. Uh, you just now, but let's table this conversation. I presume you just now are, are getting your uh, Xbox One set up, but pretend that's not happened yet. Uh, tell me about the physical Jealous. space and how you're jamming a PS4 into what you've already got going. Okay, so about, uh, I guess like a year and a half ago, my, my wife and I moved into a house. So the, the great thing about that was I had an office sort of off the bedroom. So it's a separate room. It's a small room. So I set it up with my my PC and uh, TV, and I had my Xbox up here and, and my Wii U. That was that was up here. <laughs> and then I kept the, uh, the PlayStation 3 in the living room for the Blu-ray player. So... The only thing I had to do was was unhook the Wii U and put in the uh, PS4. Wait, where did the Wii U go? Decision? Yeah, <laughs> tell us about <laughs> that. Have you sacrificed your Wii U capability? Well, my my TV only has three HDMI ports, so I have the cable box, the 360, and the um, PS4 because I've still been playing some Grand Theft Auto. So the the Wii U is just sitting somewhere lonely. Yeah, it's in the closet. Uh, it's you know all the cables are wrapped around it. The sensor bar is packed away. See, yeah. now if if Nintendo had done and what Sony did, it basically made it easy to do um, second screen gaming on that for every game. Then you wouldn't be in that situation like that. Like I actually, if if they if I if the Wii U had supported you know, being able to use the pad as as a the, the second kind of the remote play type of thing for every game, I would have bought one as soon as it came out, and I would have put it up, you know, where I watch TV with the wife, so that way, you know, I could play while watching TV, but because you, it's like a crapshoot as to what games are supported, uh, I didn't get one, and that would have fixed your problem. Is that I where mean, we are now? The, is the, the, the Wii U, you can't boot up any game and play it on the gamepad? I thought that's something that had happened? Is that incorrect? I don't think it's any game. Well, and there's also a connection issue. It's, it's, very, it's very sensitive to how far away you are from the main deal. I mentioned that, Scott, to a Wii U champion recently, 
And he looked at me and said, well, it's it's a tiny thing. Just unplug it and bring it into the room with you, like the base. Like you unplug the base and, and carry what? it around to whatever room. He seemed to think that that was a perfectly reasonable suggestion. Uh, well, because you don't need to have it plugged up to a TV. I right. kind of see his point, but who wants to lug a con? And at that point, why wouldn't I just play like under 3DS or whatever? Or yeah. just carry your TV around as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a better choice. Yeah. Uh, so, Scott, what happened to the PS3, by the way? Or is that that's still in the living room as the Blu-ray player? That's correct. Yeah, that's the Blu-ray okay. player. Um, so that's yeah, that's going to stay down there until yeah, I'm not really. Sh- I don't want to get into the Xbox. I'm really not sure what I'm going to do with that. But okay. yeah, for now, that's the primary, you know, Blu-ray player. Uh, for folks listening, stay tuned next week, and we'll find out what Scott's doing with his Xbox One. <laughs> Brandon, so you just have a, a cave, or excuse me, a screening room with plenty of room for PS4s, PS3s, Wii U's, Xbox Ones, 360s. Um, well, I don't. I do not have a Wii U. I do not have. Uh, I'm not getting an Xbox One. I have. Um, I actually have two 360s. I have one in my exercise room, and then one in here uh, mm-hmm. where I'm doing this podcast my my movie room and then yeah i have a ps3 um which acts as my blu-ray player and then um i have the the ps4 so it was no problem for me i just you know hooked uh i have a five port gigabit switch down here then i just plugged it right in and um you know i had whatever six inputs on my receiver and the three and the four, the PlayStation three and four, are just sitting next to each other, just coexisting uh, diagonally from each other. But yeah, they they you know especially because this is the first time I've had PlayStation Plus. So between you know Dragon's Dogma and then Binary Domain being free, you know, kind of while I'm tinkering around on the PS4, I would queue up those downloads on the PS3, um, and then I probably will move that into the exercise room because once uh, and then that way I can kind of play those games while I'm working out once I'm done with GTA five, which probably will never happen so <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it you know give it a good 50 60 hours you'll be fine i'm already 76 hours into it between Ooh. online and single player <laughs> and, and i'm not i got a ways to go so all right i'll savor it while it lasts uh, actually hold that thought because i do want to talk some gta 5 before we're done um, okay all right so both of you then have uh, ps4s i know both of you have played Killzone and knack uh, well, I haven't played Killzone. I have it, but I haven't played it yet. Oh, so you've admired the box art? I, I have, yeah. Uh, then, then Scott, it is up to you. Convince Brandon to play Killzone. It's Shadowfall, right? Is that the name? Shadowfall? Yeah, yeah. Shadowfall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Scott, convince Brandon to open his copy of Shadowfall and put it into his PS4 tonight. Go. Oh, that's going to be hard. <laughs> if you cared about resolution, then maybe that would be a selling point. Yeah, no. I mean, it's just it's it it looks great, but it's it's not a good shooter. It's it's not a fun game. It's it's just not. How, yeah. how does it compare to previous? Well, this uh, is my first kill zone, so oh, I have nothing. See, okay, see, then you're yeah. missing out. The okay. Oh. Being, no, the reason being that. Killzone, in my this is my opinion, is that Killzone is not meant to be like this gritty kind of military shooter the way they portray it. Killzone is like this grand farce about the most inept uh, military squad in the history <laughs> of the military. Because Killzone two and Killzone three, the squad and the one squad member, Rico in particular, was just the most inept group of fighting professionals I think in any video game ever um, to the point where 
Killzone two, 3 ended in pretty much genocide uh, by accident, and the guy goes, huh. <laughs> and that was, like, literally how it ended. <laughs> and I just thought that was amazing. <laughs> so, this um, this is... I, cold, I think it would be difficult. It, yeah, I, well, I guess. I mean, it's... They, they lay it it's out... 30, uh, it's 30 years forward, right? From, from <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. there, there. It seems to be some approximation of uh, like uh, Berlin during the Cold War. There's like a gigantic yeah. wall dividing. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. The Hellgast. The, yeah, Hellgast, and uh, uh, I'm not sure which. I'm. I, I shouldn't say that, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, this. I don't know. It. it it's. It's. It's interesting in that it's not just a run-around sort of battlefield Call of Duty uh, type of shooter. I mean, it's it's much more tactical. You you have to use your drone. You have to use your shields and your and your um, and uh, your scope and everything. But it just I don't know. It just seems like you, you move very weird. You move very slow, and um, uh, the the enemies take a, a lot of shots to to take down. Yeah, and. The the clips, I don't know this. Maybe this is just the way I'm playing, but they just seem like there's there's just not enough ammo per clip. So I'm always emptying a clip, and then it takes forever to reload. And well, it and, seems uh, Scott like they're. I'm assuming that their model, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like rather than trying to imitate Call of Duty and Battlefield with that high lethality and that fast action, they're more leaning towards trying to be a Gears of War. Where, where everything takes a lot of damage, and there's all that that reloading sub game system that you have to deal with as far as ammo management, uh, and you don't move, you're not nearly as nimble. Uh, is that accurate that they're trying to be more gears than Call of Duty? No, no, there's no there's no cover, so that it doesn't have the, the the great conceit of uh, of gears where you know you, you move from cover to cover, tactical situation to tactical situation. This isn't like that. It, it sort of drops you in a level. And the, like the first level, for example, they drop you in this gigantic forest, and they give you these sort of obtuse objectives, and um, you're you're kind of surrounded by enemies. It's not it's not it's not linear in a way. It doesn't direct you like Gears does down a specific path. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. It just it. I mean, I, I, to me, it seems like they just wanted to make these these really gorgeous environments. And um, and just kind of throw you in there. And I mean, I guess some people like it, but it's just I don't know. And then it, it seems like they don't know what type of game they want to be. There's a whole like dead space level where you, where you go into a starship uh, with the intent of piloting it into the sun, <laughs> and and um, you're in this dead space area. You even do the sort of like zero g um, like space jump. You know, like mm-hmm. in Dead Space, and you're kind of just like looking for these weird, like canister keys to open and shut doors, to activate generators. It's it's you know it's it's very Dead Space, and that's Scott, just one specific level. Except for that stuff about looking for keys and canisters to activate generators, you've accomplished something that Sony hasn't, and that's making me want to play Killzone. That idea oh, of being dropped into a forest and going anywhere <laughs> in a Dead Space level—that makes me want to play Killzone. I'm sorry, you've. Uh, uh, you know the Killzone games typically, like bef- the previous ones. I mean, they were very much always like one of these things where kind of enemies would kind of continually respawn. Like they really always kind of wanted you pressing forward, 
um, to take guys out. They, they, they never really wanted you to just kind of sit back on your haunches and just kind of pick guys off, despite the fact that the enemies have these really, you know, nice ruby red eyes, which is so easy to put around, like, right into them. Um, they always kind of wanted you pushing forward. And I, in fact, I remember, I think it was Killzone 2 at the end, there was this huge siege outside this government building. And I ended up, I actually ran into the building because there were so many guys there and just taking them all out was just such a pain that I ended up just kind of running right in. But I mean, Scott, what you're saying in terms of like sometimes not kind of always knowing like where it is you're supposed to be going like that, that that's not new, you know, for good or, or <laughs> ill, you know, uh, and and just a, a little pet peeve of mine is the environments are so detailed, and it's very rich, like uh, very richly colored. Uh, you, you have this very tiny orange circle of an objective. <laughs> no, of an objective marker. So if you don't know where you're going, oh, okay. you can sort of like hit a button and it shows you the but it's just this tiny little orange dot and you're just sort of like looking you're trying to find it you don't know where it is that that's that's can kind of be a pain but uh, yeah, is it is it is it better or worse than the the white aiming dot uh, when you're in driving in GTA 5 which uh, <laughs> it's a miracle i have hit anything while driving in that game <laughs> yeah i guess it'd be you know Around the <laughs> somewhat have, similar. You have, to, you have to condition your eyes to look out for that little white aiming dot. I'm imagining. No, I have to look same. out. I have to look to see where um, where my bullets are hitting. That's the well, only way. You're half blind anyway. You've already confessed that you can't see anything. <laughs> so that. True. But uh, yeah, that that little white dot in GTA. That's uh, it took some doing, but I can kind of follow it now. I know how to look for it. And Scott, it sounds like maybe that orange dot uh, in Kill Zone. You could eventually acclimate to it. Um. Yeah, no, no, no. It, you can acclimate to it. It's just, it's just kind of aggravating when you hit a button to see where your objective is, and, and you, you can't, <laughs> you can't find the cue to, to figure out where it is. But um, uh, well, one of the main appeals of the Kill Zone games, at least for me personally, in the past, as someone who hasn't really cared about the single player, they do some clever stuff with multiplayer. Uh, yeah. I presume that's the case as well with uh, Shadowfall. It, it, wait, is there a number? It's not Kill Zone Four Shadowfall. It's just Kill Zone Shadowfall. Kill Zone Shadowfall, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, huh, no number. All right, so uh, I presume that's also the case, Scott, with uh, Shadowfall. The multiplayer is a more of a selling point. Yeah, I, I think, and I think that's where most of the people who really like the the franchise, at least the people I've been talking to at quarter three, that's what's, you know, that's what they've been uh, focused on. And uh, we we did get a couple games going uh, with a few folks from the forums, and it is it is really much different. I mean, it's it's much more focused. It's a, it's a different. Um, multiplayer experience it's much different than call of duty or or what battlefield if I were to put it to you this way uh tell me three things that killzone shadowfall does in multiplayer that i can't necessarily get in other multiplayer games could you do that like if i were to throw that gauntlet down yeah no no oh, come <laughs> i can't on. do that <laughs> come on i can i can tell you that the one the one sort of part that i like okay. about it is just the there are only three classes, and there's a really interesting interplay between the three classes because they each have an ability that complements the other. So it does benefit uh, a much more – I mean, unlike Battlefield where you have these sort of ancillary um, abilities where you can help out your squad, but mainly you're trying to stick with your squad to just move forward as a, as a, as a force. In Killzone, the abilities each of the classes has um, – 
definitely makes for a more sort of tactical squad based um, uh, experience. Uh-huh. So, well, let me throw another one at you that I'm I, I think sets it apart, and I haven't even played it. Uh, isn't their whole dynamic mission structure? Uh, unique, where you're you're playing in a game. When you play Battlefield 4, you sign up for Conquest mm-hmm. mode or Obliteration. Uh, in Killzone, don't they have this dynamic objective that pops up at different places on the map to where sometimes you're playing Deathmatch, sometimes Capture the Flag, sometimes VIP? Uh, isn't that a unique aspect of Killzone's multiplayer? Yeah, that, that definitely is. So y- you uh, zone into the map with your team, and, and you don't know what the objective is, like you were saying. And then it, it is announced to all the teams what the objective is. And um, within a match, there are, from what I've played, the mode that I've played, there's three rounds per match. And uh, from each round to round, the objective can change. So, And I love that yeah. about Killzone. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty that's pretty great. Okay, so you just have to come up with one more. How about, um, let's see. I, you know, Brandon's thing about the glowing red eyes. Does one team have glowing red eyes? I forget how they do the multiplayer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they do. So there you go. You can always tell who's on there the other go. team because they have glowing red eyes. I don't know of any other right. multiplayer shooter that does that. <laughs> Wait, unless you're, unless you're on the team with the glowing red eyes, in which case, yeah. Uh, all right, so that, that's Shadowfall. Brandon, are you sold? Are you now about to dive eagerly into Killzone Shadowfall? See, here's the problem. Yes. Uh, the way they map the buttons in remote play, I don't know if Shadowfall would be a good choice right now. Because it's, they they don't map... Because the, the triggers on the DualShock 4 are mapped to tapping the upper parts of the back touchscreen on the Vita. And I think for a shooter, that's probably not a very good idea. So I'd have to know if I could change... The controls and kill zone to where my 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 gun triggers are the are what would be the L1 and the R1, so I could use the, the triggers on the Vita proper. Okay, so let's get into this because this is apparently your favorite thing about the PS4. Oh my god, you yeah, would absolutely. not shut up about it on uh, the last jump in the shark. That's it's the like magic. Okay, <laughs> explain for folks who haven't listened to the the podcast uh, on no high scores. Explain what you're talking about and why you're mainly playing knack as as a PS4 game. <laughs> Okay, so remote play is um, it is uh, it's magic basically, and what it allows you to do is to use your PlayStation Vita as um, one of two ways. One, you can use it as a second screen. So uh, I guess um, for a game like Knack, for example, um, if uh, if you had somebody who really wasn't all that big into games, they could hook up the Vita and bring in some like little robot or something that helps out. Um, the other thing, and what I use it for, is you can actually uh, send the game, just like on the Wii U, you can send whatever the PS4 is outputting to your television, excuse me, you can send to the Vita. And you see it on the Vita's screen, and you use the Vita's button uh, like you would use the DualShock 4. Um, and so for me, what it allows me to do is uh, come downstairs when I normally do, you know, play a game for an hour, and then uh, not essentially not have to stop. I can just shut my projector off, shut my receiver off, go upstairs, you know, hit the button for remote play on my Vita and pick pick up exactly where I left off. And it's not like I'm saving the game and then loading it. I'm just hitting pause on the game 
and then going upstairs and resuming. And and I'm basically playing my PS4 on the Vita, and it's it's awesome. Now, this isn't uh, every no, game. For instance, you couldn't do this yes, with with Rizogun. Rizogun. Yeah, you Rizogun. can. No, every come game. on. Yeah, I did. Every it's game like, that works on the I PS4 did. also works on the Vita, you're telling me. Well, uh, unless it needs the camera. If it if it's a game that requires the PS4 camera, what game requires the camera? What kind of playroom? That playroom game, <laughs> you you can't do it. And and certainly like Skylanders, obviously I can't run like a 200 foot long USB cable Aha. You know, for the portal. But yeah, and I, I mean, and based Sony has said like that they it's all it's all done via hardware. So there's no like developers don't have to code anything special. Like Sony basically gives them the code and just says, okay, here's how it is, and then you just have to decide how you want to map the buttons. Um, uh-huh. and so, the, so the reason that I've been playing Knack uh, is, um, one, it's, I think, because it was developed uh, by Sony and and, um, and also designed by the, the chief architect of the PS4. You know, the buttons all map perfectly. Um, and then the other thing is it's just, um, I think this type of technology because sometimes there can be a little bit of lag like if you're if you're playing directly in front of the ps4 like let's say you know you have a situation where your ps4 is in your living room family room whatever and then you're playing somebody wants to come and watch tv in that situation the 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 vita hooks up directly like the ps4 acts as its own wi-fi spot and and then the vita just hooks up directly to it um and in that situation there's really not a not much lag at all. Um, the way I have it is it goes through. So I have my PS4 hooked up uh, directly to my um, my router via um, I have a gigabit switch down here, and then the Vita connects through Wi-Fi. Um, and in that situation, um, there can be a little bit of lag, you know, depending on how much traffic you know there's currently bouncing around your house. Um, so I think for something like Killzone or like a Battlefield, you know, something that that requires like kind of uh, twitch reflexes, I don't know if this would be the best choice. But for things like um, like Knack, which is an action, I don't know what you would call it, an action brawler slash little bit of platforming you know for something like that something like a jrpg something like um i think like like a like a god of war would be perfectly fine skylanders would be great if it wasn't for the fact that you needed the portal right um you know anything that doesn't require like you know really fine hair trigger reflexes it would work great like i'm thinking of all the you know, Resogun, it's perfect i mean it it, it looks beautiful and, and it plays great um, now, how much of the time you've spent with Mac is just because it supports this feature so well, and how much of it is because you actually uh, like Mac? Um, I would say that I actually do like Mac as much as it frustrates me and pisses me off because it is so, for a game of this generation, it is so PS2 generation. Um, mm-hmm. It's frustratingly PS2 generation. Um, so... But I still like it. I don't know why, uh, because it does anger me. But I would say the majority, I would say, you know, I'm playing Knack. I actually, I only play Knack on remote play. Like, I don't, I haven't sat down. Maybe, like, the first night I got my PS4, I sat down and played Knack actually on the screen. But since then, I've played other things. When I'm sitting down in front of it, I only play Mac upstairs when I'm doing remote play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, you uh, sort of assented when he said something about it being frustrating. Uh, what what are the frustrating things about Mac? 
Well, it, it's pretty weird. I, I mean, they, they put you... I mean, it, it is sort of like a brawler beat-em-up, and, and like Brandon said, just a, a little, little tiny platformer in there. But And they kind of, as you go through a level... You're sort of put in a in a in a section. It's almost like a mini arena in a way, where you have a certain assortment of enemies that you have to you have to defeat to move on. And the checkpointing system is pr- is pretty brutal. It's, it's awful. <laughs> for a game so, that's supposed to be for new newcomers, yeah, no. it's surprisingly difficult. Yeah, it's so bad. It's so hard. And when you're tiny, before you've gotten mm. big, I mean, you can be two shot by like a, a range, like the ranged. Uh, guys are just you know the archers i mean they are just brutal and and they they have these specific type of i think they're like ogre archers where they have a special shot that even if you jump the arrow will like find you yeah you have to dodge yeah you have to dodge and and the dodge is a little awkward um yeah yeah so it's yeah i i I didn't it's fun when um you're really big and you can sort of like blow through punch rocks and right. one-shot people but it just seems like the each level is designed to to shrink you back down <laughs> yes it is and, and they do they, they they do do some cool things like for example you know there's this one level where he learns how to like pull wood into himself to make it bigger so in that situation you've got like two health bars one is like your health bar and then there's like a wooden, like a health bar made of wood, but the catch there is that you'll pass these furnaces that will catch you on fire. So you're constantly, <laughs> that second health bar is like constantly shrinking, but you're also like huge. So you have to make good advantage of it. They do a similar thing uh, with ice, but then you go out in the sunlight and the ice starts starts melting. Um, now, one of the things that I like about Knack, though, and this is this is, again, I think, you know, because it's a launch game. See, now when the PS3 launched, uh, what they did is they made all these developers put in really shitty six-axis controls, uh, so that you, God forbid you just throw a grenade at Uncharted. No, you had to fucking wobble, wait, shake your hands around like an idiot. They don't do that <laughs> this time around. Instead, they, you know, like Knack is like, okay, it can do remote play, and then they also kind of hook up with this whole notion of like this PlayStation app, and Knack has its own app on the app store it's called max quest and it's basically a match three puzzle game and it's a pretty you know decent time waster for for a match three puzzle game it's not bad especially considering that the game is free um but the nice thing about it is that um your score is used to purchase items uh like parts of items that then you can use you can send once you sync it up with your PSN account, you can send those items to the PS4 version of Knack so that you can use these these parts to build things that makes it easier to, like, find secrets. Or, like, for example, right now I have one that lets me find relics, which is what makes Knack bigger but also increases his, uh, his health. Um, and then I have another one that when I defeat enemies, it gives me the these little yellow, they're called sunstones, which is what powers his super moves. So it's like... You know, if you're out and about, you're just waiting at the, you know, waiting for the bus, or you're at the doctor's office, or you're just whatever. Have like 20 minutes to kill at work. You can kind of just play a little match three. It's not a bad game. And then if you, you know, get some some stuff, then when you get home, sync it up, send it to Mac, jump on in, and you know, do your thing. Um, but that being said, I 
Knack is not a game I would recommend. Like, I, I have this really weird kind of relationship with it. That I, I, I recognize that there's stuff that's not all that great about it, but I still am really enjoying playing it, even though it, it irritates me. For uh, all the reasons that Scott said. Uh, and Scott, do you have a Vita? Have you been doing any remote playing? No, but it, <laughs> hearing about it just really makes me want to get one. Um yeah, I mean, it just seems like such a such an such an awesome feature. It really is. Like when I yeah. when I you know they they had remote play between the Vita and the PS3, but it was like oh you can turn on your PS3. Okay, great. You know, which I guess was helpful. Like if you knew, oh right, there's this thing on the, the PSN store that I wanted to get. So you know, let me go ahead and just kind of queue that up. But you know, I don't if if there were any games that supported, I didn't have any of them. Uh, not to say that there aren't. I just if there are, I don't know what they are. Um, and so, but when I, you know, kind of watched the Sony press conference at E3, first just between all the stuff they were saying about like, you know, what you'd be able to do, like the indies that were coming to it, and I've always loved the cross-buy aspect of like so the indie games on on PlayStation were, you know, you buy it once, you get it for both platforms, and then you can kind of do the cloud saves in between. Um, so I was like, okay, that, that looks pretty cool for the PS4. But then when they were like, every game will be able to support remote play, I was like, no, that's not every game. And they're like, every yeah. game. And I was like, and then, you know, I started reading, you know, some interviews with developers where they're like, yeah, it's seriously easy. And I was like, done. Which is sad that, you know, the reason I wanted to buy this next generation console was so that I could play all my games on a three inch screen. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it well, is what it is. Uh, let's talk then about some of the ports, because surely, Brandon, or some of the, the multi-platform games that are on the PS4, surely those won't work with remote play, right? No, they. if it's a no, PS4 come on. game, they'll work. No, there's no yeah. way you can play Battlefield 4 on a Vita. You can. I've seen no, I refuse to believe it. Yeah. It can't happen. Impossible. Yeah, absolutely. What about Tom, Need, Need for Speed? Speed? No, yeah. there's no way you can play Need <laughs> for Speed Rivals on a PS4. Uh-oh. That's not possible. We don't have the technology yeah. yet. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, like Assassin's Creed, like when I start to play Assassin's Creed and I have to like go find bits of treasure or punch a shark in the face or whatever it is I'll get sucked into doing in those games like I always do. I mean, what better way to you know kick back and watch the psych musical episode and find pieces of eight? Well, let's talk about those uh, third-party titles. Scott, what have you looked at? I know you mentioned uh, Need for Speed Rivals. Uh, how does that look on your PS4? Uh, it's 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 unbelievable. I mean, it, it's it's. <laughs> I, I think it looks better than than anything else on the system. I think it, it looks, looks like just, it would. Yeah, it, it's it's fantastic. It's yeah, I'm I'm in love with that game. I I just it it it's weird because there is really no single player. <laughs> You're automatically sort of logged in to. A, a server with your friends or strangers? That, that Scott, at first I thought that as well, and I, I sort of thought, oh, they're doing another Sim City thing. You actually can, at least on the 360, you can go into the, um, and you have to dig this up. I don't think they ever tell you this, but you can set it to offline play, oddly enough. Oh, um, okay. But you're right. It does. The moment you boot the game up, at least on the 360, you have to sit through however long it takes while a little message comes up saying uh, finding a server to join. 
And I, when this happened at first, I was a little confused. I was like, oh, I, I did not press the multiplayer button. What are you doing? I don't want to do that. Um, yeah. But you're right. The default is it puts you in kind of a, a mini server with, I think, up to seven other players, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, it did. And immediately, as soon as I got in, I was with uh, seven strangers, and I, I, it, they defaulted so that the um, uh, you, you have voice chat activated. So I hear all these people just talking at me through my television. They're like, "Hey, hey dude, hey, hey, uh, hey, dude," and I'm just, I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was not. I was not ready for that. So, uh, so real quickly, I, I, let me just because uh, uh, I want to go on a brief tangent here. One of the uh, problems slash strong points, depending on how you feel about it, with the PS3 was that there wasn't a built-in uh, microphone support. You know, a lot right. of games had had voice chat, but on the 360, you get on any game and there's going to be some dude yelling at his mom and another dude with his kids crying in the background, another dude watching TV on another screen, and all this noise is pouring through microphones. That's the negative aspect. The positive aspect is in any game with voice support where that helps the gameplay, like a, a team-based shooter, uh, that's going to be much easier to happen on the 360. Uh, so the PS3, that was an issue because you had to get a Bluetooth mic or whatever. Uh, what's the situation with the PS4 and voice support? They have a little, it comes with a like a little earbud and a microphone thing all in okay. one, and you can just, you just plug it right in the DualShock 4. So basically you, the, the same as the 360? Uh, well, it's not, yeah, I mean, I think the 360 headset is seems a little bit more robust. Oh, but in word. terms of it comes with uh, the hardware, yeah. the default is everybody can plug in and voice chat easily. And that's that sort of explains yeah. Scott's experience there with uh, Need for Speed yeah. Rivals. Suddenly there's seven strangers uh, talking right. at him or, yeah, with open mics. Yep. Um, and then I think you can you can set, like, how the audio is. Because just like, too, like, sounds will just randomly come out of the the DualShock 4, just like how, like, how, you know, when you would play games on the Wii, sometimes sounds would come out of the Wii mode. So, like, when you're playing Knack and you collect relics, the sounds come out of the the um, mm-hmm. the DualShock, and that can be a little, like, the first time it happens, you're like, well, what the hell was that? Like, what's yeah. that tinkling sound? Someone dropping change around here? <laughs> you know? Um, and they do that in Killzone, too, don't they, Scott? Like, they... You could hear like orders or something kind of getting barked around, or no? Well, the the coolest thing about what they do with Killzone is the audio logs come out of that speaker. Oh, okay, so, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, the audio logs are pretty weird, but yeah, they they come out of that that speaker, and um, that that's actually pretty cool. I like I like that a lot. Uh, so so rivals, you're really liking Scott? Um, yeah, as soon as you, sorry, did you play? Uh, the last one, Need for Speed Most Wanted? No. Mm-mm. Okay. I'm interested no. how it compares to that. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as I figured out how to set it so that I only join games with friends or friends of friends, mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, I, I, I stopped the, the playback of mics through the television. Yeah. I just, I just really fell in love with it. Um, because it does just put you in as soon as you log in like that, um, right in with friends, and friends immediately log in to your game, and it keeps track of all their, all their, all their speeds and scores, and it's 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 pretty great, I have to say. Uh, I so Scott, I think do you see me like when you're looking at your friends? Do you know offhand if you see me because I'm playing on the 360 mm-hmm. uh, no. on the auto log? Because I think I can no. see you. I can call up your stats, really? even though. Well, EA has a thing where they 
and, and this goes back to their initial kerfluffle with Microsoft um, as far as they want to maintain their own servers for stats and stuff. So I, I think I can call you up as a friend to compare stats with. Of course, we can't play together, um, but I think because uh, – is it Origin? Yeah, I think on Origin they track a lot of these stats. We can compare uh, – each other's like performance like i can look at what your speed was on a given speed camera and what car you were using uh, even though you're playing on a different system i could be wrong about that don't quote me but on that. is that in game or is that outside of the game maybe i'm just thinking of their ipad app uh, that comes with it oh okay oh, <laughs> but, I, uh, it, but i do know that on the ipad app it, it so i do know that the the stats are maintained on ea's server somewhere right. and they're not necessarily slaved to the playstation network or xbox live or, or whatever um, oh okay yeah yeah what what i was talking about in the game is it'll sort of every time you hit sort of like a speed point or you finish a race it'll just call up the the top five friends that you have yeah. who have the game that are right. yeah so so uh, Brandon, to answer your question, uh, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't think I like Rivals at all. <laughs> um, oh really? I, uh, partly because I think on the 360 it looks pretty awful. Um, there are some serious issues with with getting to work on the 360 with the draw distance. And Scott, when you wrote it up, you mentioned uh, uh, it starts you near a, a shore, and you can see uh, waves pounding the shore and the sp- mm-hmm. spray flying up in the air. I seriously thought those that was like some dust cloud. Like I didn't know if those were leaves <laughs> or what, on the 360. <laughs> I was like, what? Is that a glitch? What's going on over there? And when I drove over closer, I was like, oh, that's supposed to be spray. Um, the, you'll see the little tag. Uh, if you're a cop, for instance, even if you're, I think, a, a racer, you see a tag over either enemy cars showing what level they are because you can go challenge them. You'll see the tag long before you see a car and long before there's any graphical representation of that car. Uh, so you'll see the tag and you'll drive over and then a pixel will pop up and then it'll pop up into a, a distance model and uh, I, just on the 360 it really it seems like they really had to compromise some of the visuals to get it to work um, and and that to me is particularly surprising because I think it looks way worse than most wanted and has far most less wanted, detail beautiful most wanted was beautiful it was a huge detailed environment there was a lot there were a lot of it, it, it really tapped into this this open world concept of you can go wherever you wanted. For me, Rivals is a bunch of long, straight roads draped over terrain without much room to turn right or left. Every now and then there's a detour. But as far as the world building, uh, I, I'm really disappointed in, in Rivals as a step backwards from, from most wanted. Um, that, that said, if you just want to like drive around fast cars and bang them into each other, that's what Rivals is all about is giving you the situation and various tools to do that. Like with those, you know, you've got, they're, they're not missiles, but it's that kind of thing. You've got like weapons and power-ups. As a matter of fact, when you start a chase as a cop, uh, the the little announcer even says, okay, weapons free. Uh, you know, it's, oh. it's kind of a combat <laughs> racer in that regard. Um, so, Scott, I think you've done the right thing by not playing Most Wanted. <laughs> because <laughs> there are definitely yeah. some steps backwards in Rivals. Um now, if you don't have friends or you're antisocial like me, I mean, does it just does it fill it out with like AI drivers or how does that work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it fills it out with AI, and the the AI is pretty good. They'll take detours and um, shortcuts and use the uh, I think it's called Pursuit Tech, the weapons and everything. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and and kind of to uh, to extend what you're saying, Scott, it's not necessarily that it fills it out with AI. 
as that it's a it's a full active world with a lot going on, and it will <laughs> sub in players for where those AI play. Like, like when you're racing, sometimes you won't realize, oh, that guy I'm chasing is a human player. Um, mm-hmm. Like it, it's there's a lot of active there's a lot of activity going on. As far actually, it's almost a little ridiculous how this this city or this countryside is just rife with people running from the cops and cops chasing them. I mean, everywhere. <laughs> You'll just be doing your own thing, like maybe sort of looking at your little GPS for where you can get to a repair station, and suddenly like a racer shoots in front of you with like four cops in pursuit, and it has nothing to do with you, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it might not even be another player, as far as I can tell. Uh, so it just does a good job of of really populating the world with activity regardless of how many players are in there and then as players join they'll sub in for some of that activity um but uh yeah so i i uh i i can only imagine how good it must look on, on the ps4 because I, I can't say that about the 360 version mm-hmm. um, so scott what else have you seen then uh as far as more multi-platform releases uh the only other game is the uh, assassin's creed black flag mm-hmm. how's that um, I, you know, I haven't played in Assassin's Creed since the first one, and I really, really? do. Yeah, I, I, I have them <laughs> on Steam, but I, I haven't played them, and I really was looking forward to getting back to it with this one. Um, and yeah, I mean, I really I like it a lot, and I think it 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 is um, very familiar, even just having played the first one. Uh, as far as the PS4, it it definitely seems like. Um, uh, whereas with the rivals, maybe they did design it for the next gen. The Assassin's Creed, it doesn't seem to me like they did. It, 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 it at least as far as my memory goes, it, it looks very similar to to the first game to me. So. Uh, have you done much of the the ship stuff though, with the ocean and the waves and the fighting boats and all the smoke and all that? Yeah, I, I have. It, you know, it looks good, but um, <laughs> I don't know. It didn't. It, I think that was the first game I played, and I, I was kind of disappointed. Well, I just think I that's that kind of where it feels distinct. Even though they had the boat stuff in Assassin's Creed 3, uh, that is, at least to me, where it does feel like a, a sort of breath of fresh air in the Assassin's Creed series, which was getting a little long in the tooth, it, it seemed like. Uh, so it was nice to see uh, just how much ocean-going stuff there is as an alternative uh, activity, I think. To, so. to all the stabbing. To all the stabbing and the parkouring. Uh, although there's still plenty of stabbing and parkouring at sea, it turns out. <laughs> those, those, that, all that rigging above you and all that, that, you know, that crow's nest isn't just there for the, uh, the lookout. That's there That's for right. you to, to climb up to and jump down off of. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, Brandon, what have you seen that's multi-platform? You mentioned Skylanders. Uh, yeah, that, Skylanders is a very modest-looking game. That can't no, look. It looks, can it looks amazing. It looks really good. Um, it's just very, I mean, um, you know, Skylanders has always been a very colorful game. Um, but the, first of all, the, just the character animations for some of the old characters, like when I bring Thump back, cause he's my favorite in, holy crap, he looks amazing. Um, and it's just, it just looks great. Everything is just like smoother. So it, it looks a lot more cartoony, but in a good way, like, you know, like a really well done kind of, you know, computer animated movie. So, um, you know, I, I kind of watched some videos and of of the um, the game on the current gen, and you know things. You know, they looked good, but everything here just has kind of that extra level of, of detail and polish, and, and it just everything kind of kind of pops out mm-hmm. more. So, um, 
but it looks great, and I love the I love the fact that you can jump now. Although this is just me never being happy, and I don't know Tom if if you had this experience. But if I hit jump, my immediate is to then hit again to do a double jump. Like it's just like this, this <laughs> muscle memory. Yeah, Skylanders don't double jump, Brandon. Right, that's, that's and, crazy and, talk. I was what the hell? Um, <laughs> I like to see now that you can you can. Um, they do mid-level checkpoints. That was that's great in the last game. If you didn't finish a level, I mean, it, the, last, the last game was very much like Ratchet and Clank in that. Okay, so I didn't finish this level. At least I I leveled my guys up. I got some money for them. Whatever you know, like how in Ratchet and Clank you would you'd get bolts and level your weapons up. Um, but at least here now they they've kind of put checkpoints in between the levels. Um, the one thing that bugs me is. Uh, they still don't understand that when you turn on subtitles for movies, that also should include like the the CGI stuff, not just kind of the in-engine movies. I don't know why that's a difficult concept to understand. Oh, the little CGI cutscenes don't have subtitles. Why do you want subtitles first of all? Are you deaf as well as blind? Uh, no, it's it's that <laughs> I've just gotten used to turning them on because in my last house. Um, where I worked out was also down in the basement, and it was it was right across from where the furnace was. So in the mornings, you know, when the furnace would kick on, I couldn't hear because I was also offset from the speakers, so I couldn't really hear what was coming through the speakers because um, if I turned it up really loud, then the next time there was some sort of surround type of thing, it would just blow me away. So I ended up turning on, I, I ended up turning on subtitles, and in fact, I actually had at one point in time when my bike was broken and it was making this horrible noise and I watched all of American Gangster uh, with subtitles on and every time Denzel Washington spoke in my head I had Matt Damon's imitation of Denzel Washington <laughs> on you know from the little bit from uh, you know Plymouth Rock fell on us you know like <laughs> Brandon like, you've highlighted for me why I think This drives me batty that uh, subtitles are on by default in in most video games because the way you you process hearing and watching something is completely different when you're also reading it. And I think any time there's a a cutscene that's worth watching, I mean, if if it's not worth watching, I'm going to skip it anyway. If it is worth watching, having subtitles on by default is is absolutely the wrong thing to do to make me enjoy it. So, yeah, F subtitles. Then when yep. we moved into this house and I yeah. was working out upstairs. Yeah, what's your excuse now? Well, when I was working out upstairs, mm-hmm. I was on like you know I, I kind of had to I had to keep the volume really low, and it was just better to have them on. But I agree with you. Like when I rip movies for my iPad to watch, if I accidentally put subtitles on, oh god, it bothers me so much because I can't not read them. Yeah, like I have to read them. Right, exactly. And then it throws the pacing of it all off, and 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 yeah. But that being said, um, they don't. I, I'm just so used to having them on that when I see that they're not on for some parts, that bugs me. Because I'm like, what if your kid was deaf? Then then what do you do? Exactly right, and that's no a shame idea too. What Brandon, Lord Chaos is doing. Right. Well, I couldn't care less about Lord Chaos, but there is exactly one cutscene in Skylanders that isn't just worth watching. That's actually very good, and it's that bit with Mesmeralda, the the puppeteer uh, musical theater chick. Um, okay. I love that cutscene. I just yeah, I, love I haven't got there bit. yet. But oh, whoops! Sorry, spoiler. No, that's okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. What do you mean you haven't gotten there yet? Skylanders is like you can knock that out in an evening. No, you can't. What if you did it? Uh, I guess you get everything. See, you, you know, you got to get everything. I guess you're right. Come to think of it, it does. 
Yeah, and there are something like 17 levels, aren't there? Yeah, it's a lengthy game, and then when you consider, you know, trying to find all the secrets and everything, it takes a minute. The thing is, I I tore so uh, voraciously into Skylanders, because I'd never played a Skylanders, I just devoured that thing quickly. So I quickly played through the campaign on hard, and I've still been going back and doing missions and doing exploration and doing the arenas. Um, You're a better Skylander. You're a better Portal Master than I am. Oh, I was 25 or something, easily. Wow, on hard, look at you. Not Here, me. Here's something else, too, and you might appreciate this, Brandon. On uh, Xbox, you know, the gamer score on, on Xbox Live, I'm, I'm nowhere near as hardcore as you, but I do pay attention to it, and I watch it, and sometimes I'll do something for an achievement. I couldn't care less about the achievements, the Xbox Live achievements in Skylanders, just because their Portal Master system has so many other achievements, and it, it mm-hmm. substitutes neatly. However, even though I couldn't care less about the gamer score in Skylanders, I, I've been playing that so much, and I enjoy it so much. My gamer score, in terms of how many points out of a 1,000 I've earned, is mm-hmm. higher in Skylanders than in <laughs> any single other Xbox game I've ever played. And completely by accident. Uh, so, well, speaking of that, you know what really irritates me is when I compare my GTA Five medals to you because you have a platinum or world record in a race because I think you must have been able to play like online earlier or you just were happened to be like right there the minute it dropped that bug. I have thirty platinum medals. And you have one, and the one you have, I will never be able to get because now people like mod their, like they glitch things to get like a world record time on a race of, of like 1.2 seconds, and that bothers me. What, like a car race, you mean, or a foot race? A race, any race. There's a, there's a platinum medal for getting a world record. I have a platinum uh, medal? Yeah, you have a platinum <laughs> medal. You have one, you have exactly one. Platinum GTA Five, and it's for getting a world record, and it pisses me off because I can I'll never be able to get that record. All the grinding that I've been doing, races and death matches and whatnot. Oh, and by the way, they 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 totally jacked up the experience system. Wait, hold that thought because I definitely want to talk some GTA uh, Five because I want to hear. Let me make a note: jacked up XP. Because I want to know what you mean by that. But hold that thought. all right, so let's see. So, what, so let's talk. Uh, so, as far as the multi-platform games on the PS4, uh, how do you how do you think Grand Theft Auto Five would look on a PS4? Well, seeing how it looks pretty good on a, you know, the, the 360, I imagine it would look pretty good on a, on a PS4. Well, and what's going on that uh, that Rockstar isn't doing next-gen versions of Grand Theft Auto Five? I, here's my guess. My yes. guess is that um, they're going to have some sort of DLC stuff like they did with 4. So, you know, like a, a Ballad of Gay Tony or a Lost and Damned. They'll, they're going to do something like that for the current gen. And then at some point in time, they will do a next gen kind of like the you know, GTA 5 complete. Right. Where they, you know, where they do everything. Um, you would think, though, if that was going to be like... Even as early as first quarter 2014, that would be announced by now, but maybe not. Uh, Well, they haven't announced any DLC for it, so they kind of have to have that before they... That's my my current thinking. Or they could just be like, you know what, I mean, there's going to be... The, the people who were going to buy a new console probably had an old one when GTA 5 came out, so we got mm-hmm. those sales. And then, um, you know, the game has such a long tail that, you know... 
we'll just keep raking it in for the people who aren't don't want to switch over yet. Rockstar does kind of play by their own rules, I guess. Yeah, they, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, Brandon. So you've seen Skylanders. Uh, any other uh, multi-platform things that you've seen on your PS4? Uh, no, no. That's pretty much it. I mean, in terms of other multi, like I don't care about Call of Duty, and I, I certainly don't care about any of the sports titles. So um, the the games that I have are the ones that I that I wanted. Uh, well, let, let's talk about Scott. You've mentioned your favorite PS4 release. Uh, <laughs> it's a downloadable <laughs> game. Come on, free. It's You're free. Up, no, well, for PS Plus players, right? Or Which PS4 everybody players. is out of the box. You well, get wait, for, for a month anyway. Yeah, yeah for thirty days. Month. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. So basically, once you're once if you buy a PS4 and you don't pay anything for PS Plus, mm-hmm. you get to play this downloadable game for for a month, or do you get to keep it after then? I have no, no idea. It's, it's it any any game that is part of um, PlayStation Plus only works as long as you're a member of. Okay, of so they will take it away from you uh, if you yeah. don't keep up your subscription, Scott. And, what and is one this? thing, just a little note: uh, they didn't say this in the you know it's on the back of the card. Is if you redeem this code, you have to give them a credit card number, and you have if you do not like cancel it. Before it expires, they are going to automatically charge you eighteen dollars for the three month PlayStation Plus subscription. So if you get your PS4, you redeem the code, and a month later you're like, "Yeah, I'm not really feeling it," then make sure you cancel. If, however, between now and Black Friday you decide that you like it, um, GameStop's going to have PlayStation Plus subscriptions for thirty bucks for for a year is a really good deal. So, uh, so uh, you guys both have are PlayStation Plus members then by default. Scott, this has allowed you to experience your favorite game on the PS4. <laughs> it's an old game. It came out in the arcades in the 80s, I believe. Yeah, it's I think been- it was 1980, in fact. I'm not sure. But- wow. <laughs> so basically it's a reskinning of a 1980 game. Explain yourself, Scott. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> root beer tapper, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, the the game is uh, I think you say Resogun. It's Resogun, and it's uh, I haven't played any of the developers' previous games. It's House Marquee, I think is how you say it. Just House Mark, I believe. They're House doing Mark, a okay. Clever thing with the Q U E at the end. I'm assuming. I know. The, I know they're Finnish. They're Finns. Crazy so. Scandinavians make great <laughs> games. What's up with that? In the water up there. Scandinavians gonna do what Scandinavians gonna do. Yeah, and it's uh, it's a two D side scrolling uh, shmup. Um, it's every level is uh, it's a circ- It's a not a circle. It's a cylinder. So you you go from left to right. You're going in a circle around the level. So you can constantly see what's happening all over. And it's, I mean, it looks great, and it's just, I don't know, I just, I can't, I cannot stop playing this game. So the, the model it is, is... It is a beautiful game. It's all boxes. Yeah, which it's so is. nice. Now, the, the model is just Defender, the, the arcade game. Uh, Scott, what makes it different from Defender? Well, different, okay, the, I guess the, the main thing is... Um, the, the humans that you would normally save in Defender. So in Defender, you're you're going around the level, and different uh, flying saucers are coming down. You have little people walking around the, the ground, and the flying saucers are coming down, abducting the human beings, and you're sort of shooting the flying saucers. In this game, 
every level has 10 human beings locked in these glass cells and only certain groups of enemies will unlock the human being from the cell so you have to progress through the level and to save the human beings you have to to blow up these special um groups of enemies called keepers yeah, and I so that, that that out. How, how do you know which ones unlock them? Like sometimes yeah. I'll see like they're kind that's, of like drawing this box. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll shoot that. That's that's the first thing I had to do. I I kept hearing because it, it it plays it go, through your controller. Lost. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, oh, and it'll just how say, did that happen? Yeah, and in your controller it'll say keep keepers have been detected through your controller, and I'm just like, okay, where where are they? So I I had to go to the manual and I looked it up. So it's the Enemies that are glowing green. Okay. So they'll, they'll be green glowing enemies. Most of the enemies are purple or bluish. Uh, these are gl- glowing green, and their path is traced. Um, their flight path is sort of traced to the level, and yeah. you have to get them before they exit the level. And then they'll launch like this like bolt to unlock a human being. Right. And usually the, the person that you're trying to, to rescue is on the other side of the level. So you have to... Right get there in time they sort of just walk around they really can't be killed yeah. by enemies well, uh, no they enemies could... can take them though right that's the thing uh, if you if you take too long a flying saucer will spawn out of the sky come down abduct him and try and take him out and, and then and then the announcer says human lost very, mm-hmm. very they're very upset with you yeah. very <laughs> <laughs> and so that's like, the wait, I guess what? no yeah. wow. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's, I guess that's the first major difference. And then the other one, I think this may be unique to the whole shoot 'em up uh, genre, is that the the fact that the level is a, a cylinder. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's I mean that's it's pretty amazing because you could see throughout the entire level. You could see on both yeah. sides of you. You could see through the level to the other side. So you, you constantly know where, where you have to go. literally a cylinder. I just thought yeah. you meant it was laid out like one. You, you no, it's, it's literally a cylinder. Yes. So, so there's like a city kind of in the middle. Right. So like you're kind of see, so you kind of see like around the edges. So you can kind of see like in your periphery, like, like the, the, the things that are kind of spawning in and then also like you know sometimes like the humans will there'll be like a little kind of green vertical line uh same thing with like a power up or something so you're constantly not just looking at okay what is it what is coming directly at me but kind of through the level what is on the mm-hmm. other side is something right. going on over there that i need to get to that, yeah. that makes sense considering they did uh, their that Stardust game, Super Stardust or whatever it was called, uh, was on a globe. You couldn't see through it, but it was all about that sphere uh, and that sense of rolling the sphere under you and, and going anywhere. Uh, so that makes sense that they would play with this idea of a cylinder. Yeah. But it, it's really pretty. It's all voxels, so it's not pixels. It's, it's voxels. Which and, you know, and Brandon, what does that better. mean? Explain that. To, explain <laughs> the technology voxel, to it. A voxel is basically a, a is like a three dimensional pixel. So if a pixel is a dot, right. a voxel is a cube. And so basically, like when stuff blows up, real pretty. That's basically what I'm getting at here. When I think of voxels, I think of there's a company called Nova Logic that used to do these shooters called oh, the name of it. Uh, Joint operations, but there was even before then, like these Delta Force shooters or whatever, and they always advertised that they were a voxel engine, uh, and it looked <laughs> awful. Like it was, it was just like big fat <laughs> pixels. But they were so proud of the fact that it was voxels, and I think they could do something different with them. 
but uh, yeah, voxels have been around for a while, and I'm never quite sure why they're an advantage. Um, this just looks good. Like with things when they explode, it's more like a it's like a shower of particles. So it's kind of like you know, like if a transformer were to explode, how you'd get like this shower of sparks. It's more. It just seems like there's just a little bit more when things blow up. The the explosions look like things are breaking up into a ton of little pieces that are then just kind of cascading down as opposed to just like a pretty explosion that then fades away. That's really the difference. That's the magic of voxels right there. That's the magic voxels. <laughs> yeah, and it has a more three-dimensional look. It just it just seems more realistic. And the way everything sort of forms around, like when a boss comes at the end of the level, oh, the boss yeah, sort of, cool. yeah, they sort of, they sort of, they don't just appear. It sort of constructs itself out of these uh, out of these voxels, and it, it creates this massive like uh, you know it takes up a third of the screen. It's just these massive bosses. Yeah. Uh, it, and are you uh, Scott? Are you buying into the whole score chase aspect? Is that? Have oh you, my god! Have you hooked? Oh my god! Like uh, this is not. I am not. I am usually not a fan of these games. I'm just. I'm just not. I'm not very good at them. Uh, I remember when you and, and Jason were just going crazy for for shmups. Uh, I just. I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. And I don't know. This game is just. I don't know, it just has me. It just. I, every soon as I come home, the first thing I want to do is try and just, you know, I want to I want to get that run. I want to get that good run because everything builds from level to level to level. So there's five levels and and everything builds. So if you don't die, uh, your multiplier, you, you, st- right. you know, it, it sticks with you, you know. So I, in fact, go ahead. Oh, did you play Super Stardust? Because they did a similar yeah. thing there in yeah. that you could start at a later level, but you want to do those earlier levels to sort of build a score foundation in your multiplier. Yeah, no, I haven't played that, but it's very, yeah, it's the same thing here. So you can play individual levels as you unlock them. So you can't actually play each of the five levels until you've unlocked them during what they call an arcade mode, which is the sort of the the progression game. Um, But once you do unlock the level, you can play individual levels to to get a high score there and then to just sort of practice um, to learn the the level. You you mentioned Geometry Wars earlier, so I'm I'm assuming that you have a history (laughs) with that. Uh, absolutely mm-hmm. great game, uh, and uh, also Super Stardust did this as well. Both of those games, Geometry Wars and Stup- Super Stardust, give you different ways to play, like different modes uh, that change up the scoring or the the nature of the challenge. Uh, is there any of this in Rizogan, Rizogan, whatever? Uh, is there any of this there, or is it always the same basic gameplay model? No, it's the, it's the same basic gameplay model. Uh, the the only difference is the the ship you choose and the the difficulty that you start with. Okay, um, and the difficulty I presume gives you a score multiplier. It better. Yes, yes okay. it does. <laughs> but yeah, it, it I don't know it, this this <laughs> this game, Tom. I mean, when you eventually you know get a PS4, you are gonna you're gonna love this freaking game. Scott, this is it has, better than is it better than Bug Princess on the iPad? Yeah, see, I don't know. I, I never, never played those games. I, it just, it, I don't, this, this thing is just, it's well, unbelievable. Well, no, you, you actually don't have to sell me because I really do do like what Hasmark did with Super Stardust. I think those games are great. They're certainly my uh, shmup of choice on the Vita, um, and I, I don't doubt that uh, they've done something really cool and unique with the with the PlayStation Four. And to hear you talk about it. I, I don't doubt that I would definitely be into this. Uh, are you and Brandon on the same high score list, by the way? Who's better at, Gosh, at, no. Uh, no, at this? I, I, I could only clear the first stage on easy. <laughs> so, 
I, I don't yeah. play sh- I don't play shmups. I'm not very good at them. Um, I mean, I, have, I I did grab Cena Mora on the Vita because it was free as a PlayStation Plus subscriber. Um, but I'm I'm pretty bad at those games. So I, I would imagine Scott's high score would. I, I'm actually, you know, if he were to uh, ask me to be his friend, on I would probably say no because I would be embarrassed <laughs> to have my shitty score well, cluttering up no, his, uh, no, his no. PlayStation Four main screen. Where he's no. like, oh look, look how cute he got a bronze. No. Adorable. No. <laughs> no, un- un- you know, un- until today, I would say no. You could be my friend. We're we're good. We would. I'm not very good at this game. Uh, in fact, when I when I when I sent the article that I just wrote about it uh, to Tom, I was just like, yeah, I'm ranked like seven thousandth in the world. I'm not so great. But I came home today. I don't know. I was in the zone. <laughs> I put together. I put together a hell of a run. And right, you know, right now I'm like twenty two hundred. So. Jesus, Scott. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my my previous score was like six million, and tonight I got up to like sixteen million. So, so the problem with that, Scott, is that you will now live forever in the shadow of that dragon. sixteen million. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. sort of well, like when you get a super high score on a pinball table that you know you're never going to beat again. It kills the table for you. <laughs> so, well, what what was motivating me? It was uh, I had I had somebody on my friends list who was just like, oh man, they were just like two hundred thousand points higher than I was. So that's that was my goal. I just have to beat that person, and and then once I did, you know, I I could relax a little bit. <laughs> but yeah. the the cool thing about the game is there are so many different like attainable like you feel like you can attain these different ways to get a high score so if you rescue all 10 humans like that will like definitely increase your your multiplier by by quite a bit if you don't miss an enemy and you don't have your multiplier reset throughout the level that is another thing that so there are all these different sort of mini goals within the level that you feel like at any time you you can actually attain those goals to to achieve a higher multiplier and, and another cool thing that the game does is uh, as you progress you your your weapon your main weapon up you know upgrades from level to level um but they they assume a certain um you need a certain level of weapon upgrade to even compete on the later levels so oh, they really? just yeah they sort of just bake that in there so if you do it you know, most of the most of the way you get the upgrade is is by rescuing humans so even if you don't they sort of by default upgrade your weapon to the to the necessary sort of like necessary level to compete on the uh, the later levels. But if you had played on. the earlier levels manually, you might have an even better weapon. Yeah, exactly. And they and they don't take that away from you when you die. That's the one thing they don't take. The main thing they yeah you you keep those upgrades, but you don't um you don't keep the multiplier. And that's the thing that that drives each level is. Is that just you, you, you? There's so many different things you want to do, but you, you need to you need to keep that multiplier. That's. Is there anything in Resogun for two players sitting side by side on the same couch? I think there's co-op. There's there's co-op. I, I've heard there isn't local co-op, but uh, I have oh. played it um, over the network with a friend, and and that that's been really fun. That's a good yeah, way to then, learn the level. But then your friend is dragging you down. If he's not as good no. as you. <laughs> It's, it, well, the cool thing about that is you're not competing at all. So if if, if I unlock an upgrade and, and my friend doesn't, he still gets it. If I save a human and he doesn't, then um, 
then he still gets credit for it. So, And your multiplier carries over. So if you're about to lose your multiplier and he hits an enemy, uh, as far as I can tell, you get your multiplier back. So it, oh, it's cool. yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I, from what I can tell, it doesn't seem like the difficulty changes, though. So that's a little weird. But it's like probably, if I if it works like Super Stardust, I, I'm assuming it would be a separate scoreboard, separate leaderboard. Yeah, I don't even think they keep the score, to be honest. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> they, they might. You know, they might. I, I could be totally wrong, but it's not. Uh, screw, screw friendship. Yeah. They don't. They don't add the scores together. You're you're, you're still responsible. Yeah. Uh, anything score. else downloadable that stood out for you guys? Well, I downloaded Contrast, but I haven't played it. And Contrast yeah, is the thing where there's a little girl and her shadow companion. It's like a just a side scrolly adventure kind of thing, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> you know that little about it. Why is it called Contrast? Huh? <laughs> Sorry, say that again. You don't even know like the na- the significance of the name. Is the character's name Contrast? No, I think I don't know. I I literally they're like it's free and I was like do it. Yep. <laughs> well, if I'm not mistaken, it's also on uh, Steam and yeah. yeah okay. Yes. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, I'll try that out via remote play. Don't you worry. <laughs> no, surely it won't work on remote play. Surely oh, that one won't work. Uh, so let's say I get a PS4. Uh, I've got you know 100 whatever uh, friends on the PlayStation Network and my trophies and stuff. How much of that carries over from the PS3 to my PS4? All of it. All Come of it. on. My friends list, my trophies. Does it? Your friends list goes up to two thousand, Tom. No longer are you shackled by only having a hundred friends. <laughs> wow, two thousand. Okay, uh, and trophies and everything. Same trophy system. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a little bit different now. They have this concept of rarity, which I think is awesome. Uh, to be and God help me if I become a trophy whore. Just to put that out there. Like one of the things, <laughs> like like like, the, so there's this really awesome site. It's called TrueAchievements.com, and what True Achievements does is it ranks. So you register at True Achievements, and then it'll scan your gamer tag, and it will it will basically give you what the true achievement your true achievement score is. And so it takes into consideration, okay, of all the people who have um, uh, registered on the site. And who have, what percentage of people who have, you know, had this game have actually gotten this achievement? So, for example, and then it'll it'll weight that achievement. So, for example, um, like uh, like for example, Batman, like Batman uh, Arkham Origins or back in Batman Arkham City, like I have the achievement for getting all of the campaign medals. Um, only seven percent of people who registered with True Achievements who have Batman Arkham City got that achievement so instead of being like a 40 point it's actually to them it's considered like a 120 or something because it's got this ranking so now the playstation 4 the trophies they have like a rarity now i don't really understand the playstation kind of has this weird like kind of rpg leveling system to kind of tell you what your your trophy score is or trophy count i don't know if that will kind of then go into that so you get more of a bump to your kind of overall trophy level for like rarer things but i just like that kind of little extra you know between because you could have something like like gta 5 is a perfect example right like you could do something like um call back up at meriwether security for the first time well that's a 10 point achievement so that would be a bronze well you have to actually get to level 50 in 
GTA Online before you can even unlock that ability. So even though from a point perspective, it looks like it's kind of this easy peasy thing, it might actually be rare because of what is involved to get to that point. So I like Hmm. kind of that little extra nugget of information that tells you kind of how depraved as a human being you are for (laughs) getting these trophies. I I think of too, in in the the achievements in Steam, you could always check that if I'm not mistaken. Like what percentage of people who Who own the game... Who cares about achievements on Steam? I mean, come on. (laughs) Well, they have... I'm just saying, like, so I, I agree with you. That's, that's that's an important aspect of any sort of trophy or achievement, is and not how many points Val is it. send me Killer Instinct? I don't think so. Oh, dude, that, that's right. That's, I look forward to hearing about that when you, uh, you but you're not getting a, um, a, my, yeah. an Xbox One, so you can't even play your copy of Killer Instinct. I cannot. All right. Uh, but I do think that's an important aspect of, like, that's a cool aspect of achievements that, has been underutilized, I think. Yeah. It's, who cares if I earn this? What percentage mm-hmm. of people who have the game also have this as yeah. well? Um, uh, I also hear, so you're just, it's the same old DualShock controller, right? There's no changes in the controller for the PS4, correct? Uh, no. <laughs> it's the yeah. same old sloppy so triggers, terrible analog horrible. Yeah. That's the only thing for me, like PlayStation Plus, I'm like, all right, I need to figure out a way how to sync this bad boy up with the PS3 because it is so much Can better. You? You can't. Can yeah, you? you can. Yeah, what? absolutely. Oh, so yeah. I could go out now and get a PS4 controller and use it with my PS3? Uh, yeah. I don't know if all, if all the buttons carry over, but I'm pretty sure you can. Because it's just Bluetooth. So, I, I mean, there may be some shenanigans that you got to do. Um, and so uh, what cool makes thing. this controller so much better, which is what I've heard. Okay, you know all the things that suck about the DualShock 3? I it do. It has none of them. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you'd, you'd think they would have thought of that earlier. They would have just not good. done those in the first place. No, it's just, it. it's, um, you know, the, the DualShock always had that weird kind of dead space in between the thumbsticks. Um, and this doesn't have that. Like, it just, it's very responsive. It's weightier. It's it's wider. The, the, it's still, it doesn't have the offset thumbsticks that, like, the 360 controller does. Like, they're still kind of front and center. But, the, you know, they got the little divots for your fingers. The thumbsticks seem to have more resistance. Like, that was the one thing about the DualShock 3 is that, I, I don't know, I just, I never really liked the, the token bit of resistance that the thumbsticks would put up. Um and it's just really well, and the triggers are actually like triggers, like your fingers rest comfortably in them. They're not those weird kind of bent, whatever the hell they were mm-hmm. uh, in the in the DualShock Three. It's just, They're it's more a, like slabs than triggers. Yeah. yeah, it's just a really, it's just a very well made controller. It's solid. It's comfortable. Um, it's just, the, and that's the thing about the PS4. I think in general is that it. I feel like they they went okay. People didn't like this. They didn't like this. They didn't like this. So let's fix that, and and they've done a really good job, I think, in kind of addressing, you know, kind of some of those, some of the problems they've had. Um, now, you know, there's some of the that stuff is still there. Like, I mean, we've already had two updates, including a day one patch. The nice thing is, you can put your PS4 on standby mode, and it'll go and download them. You know, once they drop, and then when you when you turn it on, all you have to do is install it. The fact that you still have to install it and go through, you know, everybody's favorite PS3 game was System Update. Um, you know, the fact that you kind of still have to do that is annoying, but at least they've kind of made that process, you know, easier. The fact that I can, like, if, if something comes out uh, that I want to get, I can just, um, you know, bring up my, my PlayStation, uh, whatever, app, and then say, okay, yeah, buy, go ahead and buy this Black Flag DLC. And then because the PS4 is in standby mode, it goes, okay, yep, I'm going to get it. 
I'll go get it. And then when you go to play, it's just right there, you know, stuff like that. And then there's just a lot of little things. I mean, it comes with an HDMI cable. Like, what the hell kind of world are we living in where Sony is including an HDMI cable in the box? <laughs> it's madness. It is. It's madness. Uh, uh, so you guys are both PS3 owners. How do you feel about the uh, lack of backwards compatibility? I really don't care. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. Anyway. I, I can I can see some frustration because of the whole PlayStation Plus thing. It's kind of like you know the majority of games there, the free ones, of course, are going to be PS3 games um, that you know you can't play on your PS4. Uh, when they do implement the the Gaiki, Gaikai, however you pronounce it, streaming thing, you know, I'll definitely be interested in, in seeing how that goes. But you know, I don't keep games, so. It's really not a concern, and I have the space. You know, my PS3 and my 360, you know, I'll, I'll basically ride them until the wheels fall off. So it's really not a concern for me. So you just think of this as a third system rather than a replacement for one of the other two systems? Yeah, I mean, I had a 360. I had a launch 360, and, and their backwards compatibility was awful. And I know that, you know, the PS3, when it launched, you know, it back, was backwards compatible because it had the, the PS2 chipset, you know, actually on the motherboard. Um, and so I, I personally would just much rather they, you know, kind of offer the console at a good price, um, and keep the manufacturing costs down and just not worry about it, to be perfectly honest. Um, I think that if what you really want is a, like, especially now, now is such a great time to buy a PS3. Um, if, if what you really want to do is play PS3 games and you're coming into this generation cold, I mean, I, I wouldn't even buy a PS4 and just get a PS3 and play that for like two years or three years, because my gosh, how many great games are there? And then just get a PS4. <laughs> um, but I know a lot of people keep their games. Um, I don't, you know, I, I don't, but I know a lot of people do, and they don't necessarily have the space or want to have to deal with it, so I can understand their frustration. But at the same time, I'm not surprised at all that they didn't do it because I think this just adds, you know, money and, and obviously what they want you to do is um you know, I don't know if, if if when they do the whole streaming thing or whatever, they want you to just rebuy them or what. Well, I still have two PS two games here on my shelf that I'm looking at. Actually more like what is it? Five. Uh PS two games that I'm bummed I can't play if I get a PS four. They are uh, do you guys know about a game called War of the Monsters? Uh, no. It's a fighting yeah. game where like one guy is a Godzilla and the other guy's a King Kong. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah and you're yeah. running around a city and smashing it. Uh, love War of the Monsters. I would hate to think that when I replace my PS3, I can no longer play it. Uh, and then I have four... Um, I don't know if I should say... Yeah, I'll confess. I have four DDS game, or DDR games here. Wow. And uh, I, you know what? That kind of doesn't matter anyway because the pads won't work with the PS3. So, uh-huh. but I keep them just in case there's ever backward support for these big old pads. Um, but keep none the dream of that. alive. I will keep the dream alive. <laughs> I'm fervently hoping. What's uh, what's DDR? Oh, Dance Dance. Oh, Dance Dance, Dance Revolution, Revolution Scott. It's, yeah. Uh, okay. It's right. a it's a test of endurance and dexterity and physical grace. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's poetry in motion. It's uh, Tom yeah. Chick is the, the Danny Terrio of uh, of gaming. I don't know who that is, but I you don't know who Danny Terrio. He was in, is that uh, the girl who was on Saturday Night Live who did that cheerleader skit with Will Ferrell? No, Danny Terrio was the host of Dance Fever. Not Come familiar. on, Tom, not you familiar. are you're not familiar with Dance Fever? It was like it was like Soul Train, but it was for like you know it was instead of being like a set, they were actually like a, like a disco. 
You know, during that time, Brandon, dance. I, was, I was busy reading books. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I, I actually still have a PS2 hooked up in my living room, which hasn't been turned on in forever, just in case I ever do want to uh, fire up DDR. Uh, which and, hasn't and, happened in years, but it could. And that system will never die. Those early systems will never die. You know, that's a good point. So I have my my PS3 actually won't run my copy of War of the Monsters because it died and it's not the launch one right. anymore. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, but the, this PS2, as far as I know, I could go in there and turn it on and yeah. play some DDR right now. As a matter of fact, you guys come on over. I have two yeah. pads. We'll do some multiplayer DDR. Sure. I like it. All right. Yeah. Uh, but first, okay, before we... Uh, uh, in the podcast, uh, I want to talk some GTA Five online briefly. Scott, are, okay. are you a GTA Five player as well? Yeah, uh, I haven't played much online, but yeah. Okay. Um, why haven't you played much online? I I don't know. I just uh, I, I don't know. I just I'm really sucked into the uh, to the single player. And I just it's haven't. It's not like there's any shortage of stuff to do uh, if you don't go online, is it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Brent, Tom won't believe you when you tell when you tell him your level. By the way, he'll call you a liar right to your no, face. No, I believe I just no, no. dishonestly. Yeah. So Brandon's like, I didn't do it dishonestly because yeah. he and another friend have done that thing like you do yeah. in Battlefield Four, where you host yeah. a game and you agree to kill right. each other with a knife for XP mm-hmm. over and over and over. Yeah. He's spent hours doing it. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Brandon, what you mentioned that they had jacked the XP yeah, because yeah. they're on to you and your friend's exploit. And uh, I don't know. No, I think it was just a bug. Basically, like what it was was that you could do. Um, you know, we were doing races like a thirty-second race, and you were getting like ridiculous amounts of experience, like like two twenty-five hundred RP per race. And then even if you lost, you got like twelve hundred and a pretty decent amount of money too. And then they changed it. Apparently, they didn't like people doing that, which is weird. That it's okay if they give you, you know, like half a million dollars because they couldn't, you know handle like the launch kind of didn't go as smoothly as they wanted um that's cool that that it's okay if they give you a bunch of money if you just kind of earn it in races then that's not cool um but earn, basically earn yeah. in quotes do finger quotes when you say earn it in whatever races. anything that ha- anything that, that is supported within the parameters of the game is completely illegal <laughs> but they're no uh, longer supported apparently so they jacked it they're, in, they're right well now now what they did is it's kind of based on the length of the race so like the Aha, amount of that makes sense you get is based on the length of the race. Um, one of the nice changes they did do, and it used to be, is if you failed a mission, you got absolutely nothing. Which I did notice that, yeah. Because some of the missions are difficult, and they only give you, like, one um, like one team life. Yeah. Uh, and then if you, you, know, you go through this whole thing, and then maybe you, you buy it at the end, um, you, you get nothing. And apparently now they have, um, they've changed that, so, so you, do, you do get something. Uh, I, I jumped on last night just because they have that new Beach Bum pack, and I just wanted to go ahead and download it, and I can't figure out what it adds, if anything. Um, it adds some weapons. It's supposed to add missions. But, yeah, where am I supposed to go to see Beach Bum stuff? I don't, I don't do missions. Check us. I think the missions suck, personally, yeah. but... Well, uh, well, it's because you're just you're doing your one lap races with your friend for no, we we did RP. we did missions we did missions and I just I don't know I don't find the missions all I, I like the survival mode I think the survival mode is is fun and I like the um like the little gang attack things where you go into the red circle and then they just kind of swarm you um, I like those I just the mission the missions I you know I 
they just all kind of feel the same. Well, it's that. Well, yeah, you drive somewhere, you shoot a bunch of dudes, you drive away. Yeah, I guess. What, what more do you want? <laughs> more <than> that. <laughs> um, I don't like like one mission, and this guy's like. Go get this meth, and you're like, okay. Yeah. What do you mean you one mission? It's like every mission. Every mission, well, right, go get exactly. this meth, bring it to the apartment. Go get, go get the RV, and then drive it. Yeah, and then I'm like, well, surely there's more to life than this. <laughs> That'll come just, later. They're going to add that in later with the DLC or some down. Maybe there's new beach bum missions. Maybe those are like thirty of them. Oh, see, well, there you go. Maybe well, they said you don't jobs. Have to no, 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 sorry. They said they said jobs. So that could be parachuting. That could be racing. That could be anything. Ah, okay, sneaky. Uh, what well, I want noticed- to do is, is to have some kind of like heist type of thing. Like I still want to know what these these JPs I'm earning are. That does kind of de- when you play the single player and you and you see those heists where you make the different choices for how to do it, and you think this is going to be awesome online, and then you go online and there's nothing like that. <laughs> it's a little disappointing, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, I was also disappointed that this whole. I mean, I knew that it was a bad idea. I just think it points to Rockstar's relative inexperience with online stuff, which is kind of surprising considering how cool some of the online stuff was in Red Dead Redemption, how much I liked the online for for the last Max Payne. But I I think the fact that they just dumped into everyone's account $500,000, half a million dollars, this is just the first half, that's not the way to run an economy. You know, if you were to do that in a third world country, you would tank your economy. You can't just get extra money and hand it out to everyone. But, But... I don't know. It to me, it's it's so you you can spend that so quickly. It just on what? Awful. What is there to buy? Guns, cars, like the really. I can't good- buy any guns because I'm not high enough level to get anything other. I just now well, got. Then the maybe rest- you should do some races. Maybe I could loan <laughs> your cheating friend. You can loan me your cheating friend, and he and I can just do a lap around that prison uh, oh, several well, times now. It won't work out. So. <laughs> but the thing is, I've got all this money, and I went ahead and bought a garage, uh, which I don't care about. Now I can keep six different cars. I don't even really care about the one that I've got. Um, I, 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 you know, so I, I bought the garage, and I've still got plenty of hundreds of thousands left over. So then I did a death match, and I won for the death match. I earned nine hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly nine thousand dollars. And even then. Oh, wow. I, Good. Oh, big deal! I've already got you know four hundred and twenty thousand dollars in my account. What do I care about another nine thousand dollars? You know, I'm buying just plenty of ammo at the beginning of every round. Oh, always buy a, a, a bulletproof vest. Money means nothing at this point. Well, Stop, the reality huh? is money Stop. meant money meant nothing before they gave you the money because it before they no changed. because I was saving up for a garage. But before they changed things, it was pretty easy to get money. Maybe in that, maybe that's the difference now. Like I had a ton enough money, I could have bought an apartment. Because you and your friend were cheating. <laughs> no, no, no. Just just through the course of doing normal things, not just cheating, but just saying, okay, let's try this. Because we weren't just doing that. Like when we first started playing, we were like, okay, let's try this kind of race. Let's try this mission. And we were we were sampling everything. You weren't sampling it. You were just playing with each other. You're supposed to play with other people who might beat you. Yeah, well, missions, though, the AI beats you. Uh, that's a good point. But, but don't pretend that you guys weren't doing your little, oh, we're going to take turns winning the race thing. Well, sure, we were, but, but 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 you don't lose anything. It's not like you lose money unless you bet. So, I right. mean, it's not like, it's not like, anyway. That's and, another and, thing. The and, and in most things, they, yeah. they give you money even if you win. Like, even if you lose, you, you typically get money. Right. Well, Except all I know mission. is that I played honestly at a level 12 there was no way in hell I was buying any property anytime soon. I did not have enough for that. Uh, 
I even didn't quite have enough to – well, I, I even thought a little bit about, okay, do I want to buy another 100 rounds of ammo before this mission? No, I'll cut it off there. Like I even had that thought process when I was playing. Yeah. Now I don't. It's completely gone. Everything is devalued because they dropped all this money into everybody's account. But, but at the, the same time, though, because you have to level up to really get good things – and I think the other thing they want you to spend money is like the really high-end cars, you can't – if you steal them – no, the the mechanics they won't. Um, they won't keep them in the garage. They won't keep them in the garage. So if you want like the really expensive stuff, and you'll burn through that money pretty quickly if you if you want something like that, you know. See, and even with the weapons too. Now, and I think the reason why they don't care is because they probably were like, well, we're only giving it to people who played in October. Uh, so they're gonna go. They're gonna spend all that money. You know, yeah, maybe they'll have some some better weapons, but they're pretty good in the death matches and stuff in terms of like putting good weapons around the map. That is um, true. You can pick things up, yeah. So so you know so whatever. Let let's give it to these people just just for their their trouble, so to speak. They'll waste it all on cars and 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 stupid tattoos, uh, and then it won't matter. And and so if you just, haven't leveled up, you can't spend it anyway. So what do you care? So it's just apology money. That's all. It is. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely. So I'm. I think I'm level three. So if I log in, I have I have five hundred thousand dollars. You do. Yep. Wow. You would never heard for you, money again. If I did play. play. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. played in October. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. On the Beach Bums add-on pack, when they're listing what things it adds, Brandon, they mm-hmm. they they refer to them. And this is a quote from their little bullet points as they add. Um, Inane tribal tattoos. <laughs> they also like like the, one of the weapons they added is a broken bottle. That's right. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think that was in the press release. Uh. <laughs> uh, so I when I played a little bit last night, so I went on and I looked at all the money and I bought a garage and I didn't care much about that and I got some announcements about uh, I can do like Merryweather now will drop ammo for me. I, I don't care about that. I did a death match, and then I wanted to do some racing, but nobody else wanted to. So I dropped out to the main menu, and then I tried to join a race, and it disconnected. And as it was disconnecting, and it was loading up something, I didn't know what it was going to load. It just said, oh, connection lost, and then it goes to that blurry view of the city. Ugh, I yeah. found myself thinking, okay, why am I doing this again? This is just not working for me. <laughs> and then it loaded up uh, Michael sitting in his son's bedroom, Playing that that game, that Call of yeah. Duty game, they call it Slaughter or something, where one of them Righteous has the, slaughter. the yeah, yeah, right to slaughter, and then one of them has the the shit stick, which is a weapon, and uh, Michael's son is saying to him, "Yeah, Dad, that's getting tea bagged." <laughs> and then Michael throws the controller down in disgust, and he goes out in the hallway, and he can hear his daughter Tracy talking about a boy or something silly in her bedroom on the phone, and then his phone rings, and he picks it up. Uh, and it's Dave, that, that sad sack FBI oh, dude yeah. who ends up helping yeah. you. And Dave's just calling to say, hey, how are you doing? How's the family? And Michael's like, you know what? They're really good. And it was that moment, just that little bit that played when it dropped me back into the single-player world that I realized, oh, yeah, this is why. You know, This is what I love about GTA V, just this fact that here I've done the story, but there's still these lovely little vignettes to play out. Uh, yeah. And it just made me fall in love with it all over again, even though that multiplayer stuff whatever, uh, to just be dropped back into Michael's house with him. What was awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I like the online. I mean, even granted the way that we're doing it, but you know, there's enough just kind of tooling around, you know, if you want to go do, there's, it's a, it's a, it's an online mode that has 
plenty of stuff to do by yourself. Like if you want to do some of the parachuting stuff, you know, whatever. If you want to just, I don't know, just kind of tooling around to me, getting medals, you know, jumping my car, doing stuff like that. No, I mean, it doesn't have, I, I certainly wouldn't have played as much time in it as I have if I wasn't going for that 30 platinum medal achievement, which, by the way, I have 30 medals. I just haven't gotten the achievement yet. It is very frustrating. Um, yeah, maybe you're being punished for not getting them fairly. No, <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> who knows? Uh, so before we, uh, before we uh, go, I do want to ask you, Scott, you, you mentioned briefly to me, a whole bunch of Nintendo games came out today. There were like 40 of them or something. Yes, a ton of them, yeah. Oh, I thought you just took that email and you're just like, oh, delete. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mario. Yeah, exactly. they're all Mario games. They're games that I was like, whatever, that guy's so annoying. Um, Scott, you seem to not be as annoyed. There, there's at least one of these, you said, that caught your eye. Now, now this is coming from a guy who I think isn't you, – you just told us your Wii U is tied up and bound storage. in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But it's there's, wrapped there's up. A, there's a Mario game that has just come out that you, for some reason, either care about or are looking yep. forward to playing or explain it's what's going to be going here. On. It's going to arrive at the same time as the Xbox One. <laughs> what game is this? What, what do you mean arrive? You download these things on your Wii U these days. Don't you? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not. <laughs> After the initial crop of uh, of uh, next generation launches uh, yeah i am gonna just download everything but no i i saw i i had no idea this was even coming out this mario what is it 3d mario 3d 3D super jump extravaganza again right Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) it's it's launching the same day i mean it's coming out the same day as the xbox one and all the uh you know all the all the exclusives uh, correct correct isn't that but yeah. these are these are just re-releases of Super NES titles, right? No, the the new the new Mario, as far as I can tell, like this this game came out of nowhere for me. I was just you know I've been reading since I've been writing the series. I've been reading what other people are writing, and and just like out of nowhere, this this Mario game came out, and just just everybody's going crazy for it. And now it's a new Mario title. It's the first brand new Mario title since what I guess. Galaxy or Galaxy Two, and uh, uh, no, didn't they do New Super Mario Brothers? And yeah, but do those count? Those little I don't, ones? I don't, I don't know, know if they count. I don't, but this isn't just a Mario game, isn't it? Like, uh, isn't there other people in it too? Like, it can yeah, but it's a Mar- yeah, it's like a Mario, there's but a, it's like a, a Mario, Mario, it's like the Wii U Mario game. You know, so like you had okay. Wii was the Galaxy and uh, Mario 64, all those things. So this is like Wii U's first like foray into the first party serious Mario game. And um, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just I, I was, you know, because I've been been writing the series and I've been thinking about consoles and Nintendo was sort of prominent for me. And I just thought it'd be interesting to to, to get this game um, and play it while I've been playing these other uh, you know next generation games because I mean everybody sort of I guess doesn't care anymore but uh, Wii U is I guess it sort of, <laughs> I guess it qualifies as a next generation. But, the, but I, I guess what gets me, Scott, is it's a it's a Mario game. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna jump into I a so care less about Mario games. Yeah, you're gonna I'm, buy yeah, yeah. Um, I thought I was the only one. No, <laughs> t- 
Yeah, I I don't know. I I I don't know. I just I, I just think it'd be an interesting if for if nothing else, it'd be an interesting thing to just sort of see what they're doing with it. I hear some pretty interesting things that they're doing. Like what? Well, tell like, me one. The, inter- I mean, I don't want to put you on well, the spot, but I'm going yeah, to no, I, I got it. Thing. Yeah, well, one interesting thing uh, is that um, you can split your character into multiple characters so you could split mario like four ways so there are four different marios okay, that are wretched four yeah, marios I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, and they can wear cat suits <laughs> no what's that game on the pc where your clone keeps dying or, or what's that game called uh it keeps the aliens that alien space marine thing no it's like the an robot? indie game where it's, it's like a platformer but you sort of cl- you keep cloning yourself and you, you oh, have to use the cl- Rogue Legacy? No, that's not no. That's your descendant. Uh, I should have uh, looked this up before. But, you know, it's a game where it's a platformer, but you, you, you constantly clone yourself, and you need the clones to get through the level. I think I know and what you're it, talking about, right. Yeah. So when I read this thing about the, the new Mario, that's the first thing that stuck in my mind, and I was just kind of interested uh, to see. And this is their hardware. So, I mean, to see what they can do with a first-party per, first title with their their pad i i think it'd be because this game i mean this is gonna i mean really this is kind of either i mean i guess they could sell these systems forever but i mean this seems to me like there's a lot riding on this this mario game And is this mario just another 2d scroller no it's it's a 3d mario game it's a brand new yeah it's a brand new mario game so did you play any of the mario games for we i did like galaxy in galaxy yeah i really liked what they were doing but yes. even though I, I really had – it was so tough to stomach the stupid Mario character. But I sure. really liked some of the levels and just kind of yeah. the whimsy there. Um, I just assumed this was another 2D side-scrolling no. thing. No, this is, this, is, uh, this is not that, no. But the link, there's, a, there's a Legend of Zelda, which is that, right? Yeah, just another 3DS. Old, okay. Yeah, that's a 3DS. I, I don't well, know. It's supposed, to be, it's supposed to tie into Link to the Past. Um, okay. But – you know when yeah. okay when does that is that when's they're that all out today the same yeah the, the front what? friday xbox one day yeah oh so there's a there's the mario for wii u there's the link 3ds and isn't there some mario party ish kind of oh yeah for the 3ds yeah yeah um so uh yeah big day for nintendo and microsoft and here we are doing a sony podcast <laughs> <laughs> which is probably going to be the best system out of all you know all three Oh, listen to Scott. <laughs> well, we'll, well see. Uh, and uh, we'll we'll talk some about the 360 next week. Um, so if you're listening, come on back for that. And Scott, I, I would love to hear your thoughts on this new uh, Mario thing. So, I want to hear okay. if, if Rise is the knack of the Xbox One. That's what I want to hear. You know, I wasn't going to get that. I, I you know, the just every I wasn't going to get it at all. But now I think uh, I'm going to try it out. Just just to compare uh, as a download to see what the system can do, because I'm hearing some bad things about the Xbox One downloadable games. Well, hold that thought, because we will talk about it uh, next week. So, mm-hmm. uh, so all right, that's this week's uh, PS4 podcast with a little GTA 5 on top. I'm Tom Chick. I've been joined by Scott. Let me just try it. Dobrzelski. Very good, yes. And Brandon krenstowski Schnall. <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. Best you've ever done. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and uh, join us next week for the Xbox One Talk, and we'll see everyone then. <laughs>